Press is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi, it's Author You, your guide to book publishing, and that we have never done a show exclusively on our topic that we are going to run with today. And that it's been a while, you know, everyone talks about it. We certainly referred to it um, in, in communicating with uh, over the last four years. And certainly it's an integral part of anything in social media and vital for a, a huge proportion of authors out there. And it's called Facebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with me, we have a pro of pros. Um, Andrea Veo is a social media consultant. She's a speaker and she's the co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies. She's appeared in the top list as on entrepreneur.com and inc.com. And she's funny. She's a <laughs> comedian. So we're going to jump into all things involving Facebook and marketing and what kind of authors should be doing it and maybe it's, if it's not a right fit. And But first of all, Andrea, welcome to Author You, your guide to book publishing. Thank you so much, Judith. It's great to be here. All right, so let's let's start into it because it's always one of the topics that I have to do. Um, I, I tell my authors when I'm first working with them, when I have my head of the book shepherd on, is that they need to know who their competitors and the top influences and their specific genre for their books are. Right. And then I want them to go and look to their home pages on their websites and see what little social media icons are on there because mm-hmm. that's what they need to be involved in. And if it has the giant F. They need to be there. <laughs> so that's where I start yep. um, um, with it. And so I guess what what who should what kind of authors should be playing on Facebook? Yeah, I really think that Facebook is a great platform for authors. It's um, it's it's definitely there's some challenges to it as well. Um, but when you look at all the social platforms. Um, I think Facebook is really one of the must do's. And I think what, what you have to look at is, um, is your audience there? Now, you know, certainly with 2 billion people on Facebook now, just, uh, topped over 2 billion users, uh, pretty much I would say you're, it's a good bet that your audience is there. So, you, you know, I think it's just a matter of looking, take a look at your competitors, like you said, see kind of what they've got going on on Facebook. Um, and, and that's not always a perfect indication if you can make Facebook work for you because there, there are some things that they may not be doing or that you could do better or that, um, you know, it, that they're doing that you can't sustain. So I think you have to kind of um, weigh all of that but if you're looking at a social platform to participate on, I think Facebook for sure really crosses a lot of 
um, a, a lot of age ranges, a lot of genres, of types of books. You can be there as a more, you know, a book that's more B2B versus uh, more, you know, fiction versus nonfiction. I think definitely those books uh, can can all do well. Um, but they, again, there are some there are some challenges to it. But <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. So, and there are challenges. And one of the challenges, of course, is Facebook likes to change stuff a lot. And, they do. Yes. And, and, and you think you got it, and you think, oh my God, now what? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's a, right. that's keeping up with it is hard. So let's say, okay, we've decided Facebook is where we're gonna. We, mm-hmm. Facebook is gonna be one of my portals. And, mm-hmm. and, and I've always said, Andrea, that, that I think it's a good idea for uh, authors to, especially newbie authors, mm-hmm. is don't try to kiss all the social media at once. Find mm-hmm. one or two portals and learn it so you're comfortable enough that you don't feel like you need a, you know, brain surgery to get in there right. uh, and handle it. So Facebook is going to be one of the biggies um, mm-hmm. for, for most of you out right. there. So let's say, okay, we're on it. Um, what should we do? Let's say, say we have a personal page. Mm-hmm. What's my strategy now? Yeah. So I think I'm a really big proponent of utilizing all the different options that Facebook has available. And that is your personal profile, your, uh, your creating a Facebook page and utilizing groups. So that might feel a little overwhelming to some people like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do on all of these? And I think if you just pick a few things to do regularly, you're going to see some good results. So one of the things that it's changed with Facebook is that page reach is, uh, an organic reach is not doing as well as it used to. So so that's why I am a big proponent of kind of using your personal profile as well and kind of doing a little bit of promotion on both. So there, mm. the, there are so still... Mix them up. You're so, yeah, you're mix them exactly. Up, where we have always said you need to separate them because, yeah. as you know, I mean, I have one client who is very political mm-hmm. and she's got all this stuff going on. And I've always said, you're going to piss off a lot of people really right. quick. And right. you, you need to start doing some separation. So what do we do here? Right. So so there's a couple of things you can do with your personal profile, because here's what happens is that the personal profile is more visible in the newsfeed. That's what Facebook is doing, is that they are decreasing the reach for pages and the visibility for pages. Um, but they are they are increasing and giving more preference to the personal profiles. So that's why you have to mix it up. And uh, one of the challenges, there is still good reason to have a page, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, one of the things you can really do is control who sees what type of post on your personal profile. Ah. So I'm, I'm always kind of a big proponent of keeping your personal profile a little more, uh, you know, keeping the politics off of that a little bit more. I I personally do share one or two political things every once in a while just because I feel the call uh, need to the call. Get, yeah, the call <laughs> to get some information out there. But um the you know anything that we're doing online is public. So you you know it it says personal profile, but it is still public even if you are controlling 
who's seeing what. Someone can take a screenshot of it. So it can blow up. People that you see that in the news all the time. People try and delete things, but someone has screenshotted it. So you have to be careful with anything you're posting. Um, but one thing you can do that will help is that maybe, you know, if you feel the need to really talk about your um, political feelings or a more something more personal, maybe it's a post about your kids or something like that. You can create these friends lists so that only certain groups of your friends see certain posts. So now you can post that personal picture of your family or your kids or whatever to just your your close friends and family. Or you can have a more political post that goes out to, you know, your friends that like to talk about that a little bit more. And I, you know, some people feel like, well, then it becomes a little bit of an echo chamber. But, you know, it really you're I don't know. I don't I don't think that it's ever anyone has ever been totally switched in the way they think just because of a Facebook post. But <laughs> that's just my own personal feelings. Um, so you can control the privacy of those uh, or the visibility of those types of posts just by creating what's known as friends lists. And then you make that post only to that group of friends. But what happens is people do want to connect with your personal profile. It is, you know, as an author, they might not realize that that's your personal profile versus your business page. And, you know, so they do, you will get friend requests from business connections or people who are trying to connect with you more, um, more, you know, just on that personal level. So it is a good idea because of the visibility situation mm-hmm. to use your personal profile as well. Okay. So, I mean, th- this actually is new information for me too. And so how do you, how would an author uh, create that, start making these lists? Um, yes. Because what, what you're doing is saying is your list allows you to privatize. So if you right. want to rant, this is, this is, you get to rant to your friends on this list that, that are all <laughs> ranting together. Right? Exactly. Or, or, or revelation or like, I have always been very careful about posting pictures of, of my, you know, my kids are all way in the adult area, mm-hmm. but I have grandkids, but I've always personally been very careful because I've, you know, I have done some books dealing with pornography mm-hmm. um, and some of the stuff yeah, going in sure. and I don't want to put on really cute blue eyed blonde kids. Sure. Like, yeah. That's just me. So right. I did that. Right. Right. So basically you go into, um, there's a couple ways to get there. If you go to, um, your home feed on your personal profile Mm -hmm. on the left hand side under the explore area, there's a place that says friends lists. And that's where you go and start creating these friends lists. And you can choose who's going to be on it. You name the list that they don't see that they're on a list or anything like that. I have several lists that are local friends for when I'm doing a local event. I -hmm. have my friends and family. I have, you know, friends from college. If I'm doing something, a post that's more related to them. So you can create the, and then I have business connections too for when I want to just only, you know, post something more businessy and I don't need my friends and family to see it. So you can really exclusive. So you go into, you you start creating your list. So I'm forgetting you can just drag over. There's some easy way to to, just drop those people in. Right. You just go and Go on friends list and then say create list and then it'll pull up all your connections and you just uh-huh. select who's who on there. Yeah. So then when you want to make a post, 
mm-hmm. that you would would you open up that list and post for that or yeah. or it ask you where do you want to post this to? Right. So when you go to say make a post, there's a drop down menu in the lower left area of the post section when you're going to put the post up and it says public typically. Mm-hmm. And so you just switch that to, to that friends you list that you've named. Love it. Love it. So so the public is usually the default list. Would that be assumed? Okay. Great. Great, great information. I love this. All right. We're going to take a quick break with us is Andrea Vale that you all should know about her. If you're on Facebook, you should number one, get the dummies book. I'm going to recommend that. But also you can connect with her and follow her at Andrea Vale, V-A-H-L dot com. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has Zazz, Punch, and Panache. Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. 
right. So it is Facebook Day at Author You, your guide to book publishing. And with me, we just happen to have the go-to person for authors. And her name is Andrea Vall, V-A-H-L. So the the ill is silent, but Andrea Vall. <laughs> um, and, and so V-H-A-L dot com. Sign up for her blog because it's excellent, excellent, excellent. And she has Buku products that she does, webinars that would make sense and come around for um, uh, your success in Facebook. Because one of the problems with Facebook um, is that it's an ever-changing platform. I mean, it's always changing. And really the insight that Andrea gave us just a few minutes ago, dealing with, we really need to get back to using our personal plays, pages, but we need to get smart and create these lists. Is That's a gold mine of information and understanding that and where to do it. So, because I've avoided, put, I, you know, I avoid putting anything publishing that I'm doing anywhere where I'm speaking because I've always tried to keep personal. This is what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. now, you know, we can get smarter and easier and do it. And this is really what this show is all about. So everyone, yeah. not everyone, but certainly the majority of you should be on Facebook. But learning how to use it is the critical thing. Right. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On. And I think, you know, yeah, personal profiles are a great way to get that visibility. And, you know, because they have a little bit more, um, a little bit more reach. But. People ask, well, should I just ditch my Facebook page now? You know, mm-hmm. where does that fit in? Because I've spent time building it up and now I'm noticing that it's just not getting the engagement it used to. Or even if you're just starting, it feels like, well, is it an uphill battle? And the answer is no, there are still things that are working really well for pages. And the other th- reason you want to have a page is because you can really use ads and target your perfect audience. So that's a good reason to keep the page because there's so so many targeting options available to us now. We can target our competitors. We can target people who have been to our website before so that that's your warm audience. So, so you know you can get a message in front of them because, you know, not everyone's opening email. Not everyone is seeing, you know, this these messages and the more ways you can kind of connect with them in a place they're hanging out like Facebook, the more uh, visible you're going to be. People say to me all the time, they're like, wow, I just see you all the time. And I actually don't spend that much money on Facebook ads. I'm just spending it really, really strategically and, um, you know, boosting my best stuff or using video ads to really get that engagement going and using retargeting so that my warm audience keeps seeing me because they're the ones who continue to buy from me a lot of times. Exactly. And you turn warm people into very hot people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, Andrea, I, you know, there's been a lot of confusion about this ad stuff because mm-hmm. most people I know think that they're a bomb, not in a bomb, explosive and fabulous, but it bombed. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So can you give us some guidance here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For authors, I've worked with a lot of authors on Facebook ads and they, the, the truth is for Facebook ads or for authors, Facebook ads are, are very difficult to be ROI positive. You, it's very challenging to, um, you know, put in the money that will get you the book sales, um, 
even though Facebook ads are very, very inexpensive, it, um, it, it, it is challenging. So what I recommend for authors is really just focusing on using that as a strategic visibility tool. So you are going in and doing the things like retargeting your website visitors, boosting posts to, you know, your competitors, uh, keywords there. So you're kind of capturing a new mm-hmm, audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think it, it, they still can work if you don't have the mindset that I'm going to, you know, put in, um, you know, $5 into Facebook ads and get, you know, $100 of book sales. That's very hard to, to have that kind of, um, that kind of result. Well, that sounds like failure to me. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's a mentality that you're going to get into uh, deep doo-doo really quick. I mean, I mean, I know someone who's just sold uh, huge, huge, huge amounts, but he's also put huge, huge amounts into the ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and now is it, is it, and there is a domino factor, I think, that goes, there's a re- repetition, yeah. there's all right. that things that have to come into play, and you're not going to do it for five bucks. Right. It's It's really about, you know, approaching it as this is a marketing tool that is going to build over time and approaching it with that kind of long game mentality, you know, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint and mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, the overnight success isn't always overnight. You, there's, you know, years of, of work behind that. So you're going to be building and building and, and increasing your visibility with this and, and things like, um, things like just boosting some of your best content going into your analytics and seeing, okay, this, this post really did well. So I'm going to put, you know, five or $10 behind that to get it to reach even more people doing that a couple times a month, as well as getting people over to your website a few times strategically so that you can, you know, kind of build your visibility that way. Well, you know, that is huge to really bring people in. And so that, so when you have events, let me just, because, you know, as, as we talk here, we have a, an event that actually opens today. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, how could we have done this mm-hmm. um, on that? So strategies in that. So let's let's say you have an event going forward. Like I'm going to have um, um, how to create a million dollar speech event. My J- Judith Browse speaking unplugged in November. So creating an ad to go in that. So and and doing the boosts that you're talking because that's really what you have to do. You're going to have to you're buying the time. You're pushing out the boosts in that area. Um, that, that, so the budget, you know, how often do you repeat right. it or they just, right. uh, Facebook just does it with their analytics and you don't yeah. even say, is that, help me here. So, yeah. So with an event, with a local, it's an in-person event, right? Is say you've yes. got a book yeah, signing or you've yeah. got a, yeah. So, so with an event, um, if you're really only drawing from that local audience, um, then what you're really doing is targeting by the zip codes who you think or the, you know, or a uh, radius of people who you think might come to that event. Sometimes people might drive from further out depending on, you know, kind of the mindset of the area. Um, so you're targeting that local area. Maybe you're putting in a few keywords around uh, in addition to the local area you're also probably using the demographic, like the age range that you typically appeal to. And that's your market that you're targeting. Now, what you want to do is your first 
going to start building the buzz, I usually suggest six weeks before the event, eight weeks before the event, you start having a few posts that you push out to that area. Um, and you're not going to spend a lot of money at that time, unless there's some like thing that they really need to register for early. It depends on kind of if there's a price point for that the event. Early that, bird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah early bird, whatever early those event, kind yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going to have those short pushes for that, for, for those times. Um, one thing I would suggest when you are advertising, if you're, um, if you want to test a couple different things. So because you're, because you're not really testing your demographics, cause you know, it's a set area that you're appealing to what you'll test in that case is two different images. So you're going to say, let's, you know, use the same demographic and test one image and test another image. See which image does performs better in terms of cost per click. You can also actually m- measure if they're signing up and if they're actually converting from that ad. So you could say, let's measure based on conversion. Um, but you have to set that up, that measurement system up ahead of time. So test two different things. And then you're going to be able to going forward, say, you know, this is the type of image that appeals to this group. I'm going to continue to use this type of image, or you may might even try something a little different next time because you're going to have different messaging or whatever. But anytime you're doing tests, you're going to help yourself save money. So using that test and then, you know, spending a little bit more, more money during the time that is going to be the heavy promotion time. I'm seeing with events, people are waiting, waiting and waiting until the last minute to sign up. It's so, it's so typical. Yeah. I Ever, mean, it is so, so typical. It yeah, makes me cuckoo. It does. Ever more, <laughs> and even more, more so than in the past, because I've been advertising events for, for years, yeah. Yeah. and even more so than before, and that's what I'm hearing from others as well, that people are just waiting. And they may know they're coming. They know they're coming, but they I just know. are waiting to pay. You, I know. Know. you know, Andrea, I, I had a situation where I, I do, in June, I do my three-day event, my mm-hmm. in-person event. Mm-hmm. And I, here's, here's where we, we got it. We, over, we oversold it, mm. the deal. And I, three days, three days two days, one day, last day, on the last day, 12 people came in and pushed it oversold. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just stunning. You know? oh, and then the other thing, I, the other trick I learned is that you have to, you can't diddle around. With events cost money. I mean, mm-hmm. for mine, I, you know, I have three days of food. Right. I have all this other stuff right. that, that they, they cost money. So you have to have a significant increase in price to do the, the kick butt. That's mm-hmm. what, that's my experience. I don't know what you're experiencing right now, mm-hmm. but we yeah. had like a $150 increase in cost Yeah. on the last day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And people will still wait to buy it on that last day, even with that. They're, I don't know. It's a funny thing. So it's All right. kind of let's, Yeah, let's, let's kind of hold into this because this is really, really important stuff for all of you to understand. So your event could be your book launch, trying to get butts to the seat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It, it could be, it could be, you know, and, and anything mm-hmm. that you're trying to get people to that an ad would go out and it, and that would bring it in, but it's not a one shot deal. And that's what we're trying to really drive in. It's also you, your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back with a fantastic, informative, Andrea. Yeah. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential. Color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self-publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles all right so we are talking facebook today and it really specifically from how to get more exposure 
Um, we are talking about ads and how, what works and what doesn't work. I think that's always an important question, Andrea, to, yes. to really say what works and what doesn't work. I love right. the idea where you said have a couple of different images and see if one has a better poll than the other. Good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, because the amazing thing is I always think that one image is going to do really well. And I think, well, let's, you know, let's put put another image in there and test that too. I, I typically always guess wrong. I, <laughs> I think it's so funny because I think I'm, you know, even as long as I've been doing this, I and sometimes I'm like, well, this image isn't even as nice as the other image. But for some reason, it's getting cheaper clicks. It's getting, you know, and, it, and there's a lot to do with the algorithm and, and how uh, how it does right out of the gate and all kinds of things that factor into how well an ad can do. Um, but, you know, you as you test over time, you start to get to know your baseline. People are often asking asking me, like, what's the, you know, what cost per click should I expect? Or what, you know, what conversion should I get? And so many factors go into that with the price point of the product or the book or the event, the, you know, the responsiveness of your audience, how the ad does. So, so there's a lot, that's why you have to test a couple different things and know what your baseline is. Um, you know, typically I'm telling people if they are getting somewhere around a dollar per link click, that's a pretty decent, you know, that's a good baseline. Now I have, I have clients who regularly get, you know, 25 cents, 50 cents per link click, um, because of what their industry, you know, and it's just maybe they're advertising something that's a little more exciting. Or, you know, I had an author that I was working with with their ads and and it was he had a political book right launched right during the election. So he was getting a lot of traffic over to his Amazon page and, you know, making some sales with that. And it was a little bit about that timing too, that kind of factored in as well. So, so there's a lot of different factors that go in and what's important is that you keep track of, you know, where you're at and what your baseline is. Well, I think that that is important. Uh, kind of, it's, it's part of the one, two, three timing is everything. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think timing and when you have something wild going on, um, you know, you just coattail it, news mm-hmm. jacket, coattail it, take advantage mm-hmm. of it, figure out what, what hashtags, um, are important. Would you mention hashtags, how to use them? So with Facebook, I really don't recommend using hashtags. So okay. with hashtags work well, especially on Instagram and Twitter and on things like YouTube, keywords are a little bit the are you know it's not hashtags it's about more keywords mm-hmm. um linkedin not as much with hashtags although they sort of work a little bit but really if you're going to if you want to um use hashtags really focus on instagram and twitter there's some great tools out there that help you research hashtags um one is hashtagify me uh, hashtagify.me and uh that one helps you research hashtags for those places. But um, on Facebook, the hashtags aren't as big a deal. And the reason is because of the privacy settings, people will have posts that are, um, that they are, you know, kind of having some privacy or their personal profile has privacy. So you're not getting the full picture when you use a hashtag on Facebook. They're not bad to use. I would say, you know, you, you can use a couple, one or two in a post if, and, you know, like and look at your analytics in the back and see did that post actually get more reach and 
with the tests I've done, they, you know, it was sort of fairly inconclusive. It, they had some posts that got a little more reach, some posts that didn't. So, um, you know, it's, I, that's why I say don't, don't worry too much about hashtags on Facebook. So, and I've told people use them. I mean, I certainly when I will put them on, I put them on at the very end of it. I never put them on in the, in my message, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the post, it, the, their yeah. tag ons at the very end. So, right. you know, no one thinks about them. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. And I think what's important is that you kind of, you know, watch that for yourself. It may be in the author realm. I haven't looked at this specifically, but it might be in the author realm that they're used a little bit more. So, you know, again, what you can do is, tr- you know, try posting with them for maybe a week and then go into your analytics in your Facebook page and take a look at your post section and you can see the reach there for each post. And you can also get the general percentage points of how much your reach has gone up and down over the past seven days. And you could say, did this really help me? And that's how you determine if you want, if you want to keep using them. And and that is that that's a necessity mm-hmm, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to really do it. And I actually get a, I, I don't get it for my, all my pages, but I do get uh, a once a week thing from Facebook saying you're up or down. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. That. And is that common? Everyone gets that? Yeah. So you can set that up that you get notified of, of your analytics or not. Um, so mm-hmm. that's also in your settings area. You can say, I want to be, you know, email notified of this. I want a little report. Um, you know, there, I, I think the Facebook analytics area is really, really wonderful for taking a look at what's really happening with your posts. So this area I spend the most time in, in Facebook analytics is in the post section because I, I'm really kind of watching that, that post area to see how, how many people have engaged with that post, which posts were most interesting to people. And you can also, so you can also take a look at um, you know, your posts will have an, a reach and then kind of an engagement area. And if you switch to the engagement rate, there's a little drop down menu. You can switch to engagement rate. You can see a more normalized view of how your posts are doing because what that does is tell you that, uh, what, what percentage of people are interacting with your post of the people who saw it. So that's a great way to kind of say, ah, this post had 9% of of the people who saw it engaging with it. This one only had 3%. And and then what I do with that information is I'll say, this post might be a good candidate, the one that's really already engaging and interesting to people. If I boost that post and if it meets um, kind of my goals as far as what types of posts I want to push in front of people. Um, it's not just like a, you know, a random cat video or something like that. Um, it's something more, more about you Then um, then what I will do is I'll say, this is a good candidate for, for spending a little extra money on just maybe five, $10 boost that out to get even more visibility. So you're reconnecting with an audience that maybe has kind of dropped off your rate, their radar, you know, your page has dropped off their radar. You push that, give it a little push, and then you're reconnecting with that audience who liked you maybe a while ago, but hasn't seen you in their newsfeed in a while and, and just go out and, um, uh, you know, get more visible with that group. So it's really a great tool for doing that for just five or $10. 
Well, here's here's the thing, and of course, my response to a lot of that. It, I'm always fascinated when I see in some of my friends who who do pop up in the feed, and they put up something uh, something that's just not it's not heavy. It's not for it's it's, just, it's a share. It's a share mm-hmm. of whatever's going on. All of a sudden, a hundred people like this. Mm-hmm. So um, you're you're going through it, and you're going responses. I, I know I put up a, a, a picture of my husband and I that was just taken that was very casual, out sitting out in the back steps, mm-hmm. and you know everyone. Uh, there was a lot of comments on it, and I always go back and I, I'll do a recomment. To me, under it becomes an energy suck mm-hmm. and a time suck. So. How do you keep control of that? And I think that's a big problem. Yeah, um, for it. It, is, it is a big problem because you can waste a lot of time on Facebook. Believe me, I know. <laughs> so, but, but, you make, but you make a living on Facebook. Right, All right. right. So um, but, I'm, but you get yeah. to do that. Well, there are days, though, that I'm not productive because I'm off doing things. I'm clicking on every little thing and I'm getting sucked into too much drama um, that happens on Facebook. And so what you want to do um, is really be very specific when you go on Facebook on your activities. So you have a little checklist of what you're going to do when you open up Facebook. And the checklist could be respond to comments for two minutes, um, make a post on your Facebook page that is about the, you know, something that you want to post about. Maybe check on one group area that you are active in and then get out, you know. So so have a check, an activity checklist that will help you be more, um, be, be more focused in the time you spend there and so that you're getting the things done that actually need to get done. And then if there is extra time, maybe set a timer. You know, if there is extra time, then maybe you can look through your newsfeed and respond to a few things or whatever. But uh, it can be a big energy suck. And and sometimes it can be um, hard mentally because you see things that, you know, you either kind of throw you off or throw you off your day. And it's important to yes. um, manage that. Yeah. And I think that's really critical. Well, it's critical about all social media, everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really sure. do have to put a limit on it. That's why I have a VA who does most of my posting. I just stay out of it and she monitors everything. There's a lot of comments. You need to go back and look at this. And that's what I'll do. All right. With that, we're going to take our final break with this is Andrea Vall. She is the expert in Facebook and will be much more. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these the book shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. 
You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative need. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. new features of Facebook that has created some buzz. Um, And that's the Facebook Live and Facebook TV and then anything else that Andrea Vall wants to throw into the pot that we can move (laughs) over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we we were talking earlier about what's working on, you know, pages and the fact that they're getting decreased reach and all that stuff. So, you know, one of the tactics that's really working for Facebook pages and even your personal profile, too, but I would recommend you you do this on your page um, is Facebook Live. And what happens with so Facebook Live, let me just explain that a little bit. So uh, Facebook is really making a play for YouTube. They 
uh, Facebook basically wants to take over the world <laughs> and they're doing it with trying to get the video, um, uh, on their side. And so they're giving videos, even if you just upload a video or create a slideshow video, which is also an option. You can do that with just images and that turns it into a video. So if you're not comfortable on the camera, you could start with that. Um, but the, even just an uploaded video directly to Facebook, not a YouTube link. Don't use YouTube links. Facebook won't show those as much in the newsfeed. So everything has to be done with the Facebook video. Upload a video, that gets better reach. Or what really gets great reach and great engagement is a Facebook Live, which is basically a video in real time of of you. And you can use this in a couple different ways. You could have, you can do that on your desktop. And that's kind of, I like that because um, if you do it on your phone, you really should be connected to Wi-Fi because of the bandwidth issue, unless you've got tons of good data and a great connection. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily want to use it on your phone. And sometimes the phone doesn't show up, shows up with the kind of bars on the side. I'm, so I'm not a big, as big a fan of using it on the phone. I like using it on the desktop a little bit more because um, you, you know, you get a chance to type and all kinds of stuff if, if you're getting comments. So what will happen when you go live, you'll go to your Facebook, uh, page and you can just go there and say, uh, there's a little section when you go to make a post, you can say go live. So you can, um, you, you know, it'll give you like a preview window. So you'll get to check your hair and makeup before you go. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to type in the title of what, of what the video is going to be about. And then what you do is you just start the live broadcast and Facebook really is trying to get those pushed out into the newsfeed. So what they'll do is notify all of your fans that your page is live right now. So, so so this is the time, this is like going back to the old days where when you posted it, it went out to everybody you were connected with. They would see it instead of just to a few people. Is that right. clear? Right. So, right. So it's really more, you're way more visible when you have that Facebook Live because people are getting notified. It's also, while you're live, it's pushed into the newsfeed much, much more. So, for example, I did a uh, Facebook Live um, yesterday and I have, um, I, I already have, uh, one, 1.2 thousand views and 10,000 people reached. And I have on my page, I have, uh, 8,493 fans. So it's already gone beyond the number of fans I have because people have shared it. It's good, good information that I was sharing. And I'm also doing something like I'm, I'm boosting it. So I'm, because it's gotten such great reaction, I said, let's just even give that more of a push, get those people connected with my video. And for authors, this is a great, great mm-hmm. strategy. There's lots mm-hmm. of things you can talk about. You can talk about, you know, kind of your ideas behind when you wrote it or what, you know, maybe it's like things to talk about during a book club or talk about one particular character or, or talk about something that, you know, is, uh, the backstory or, or something else. So people love hearing that, you know, they love hearing that. So I think that's a great strategy for authors. Well, yeah, I do love that um, on that. And, and it's and, you know, for me personally on, on Facebook, I've got multiple pages. So, so I had fan pages for like, you know, book publishing, Judith Brown's 
publishing with a book shepherd, that kind of thing. And then and then when then we have the regular. So you're trying to figure out, so which one do I go to? So you're saying mm-hmm. you do it on your personal page. No, do it, on your, no do it on your, your business page, your, your page. Yeah, not on your personal profile. Do it on your business page because Got it. it's a much better, you're going to, it's going to, be a little bit more visible there. It's going to give your page more reach and it's really going to help your page much more. And it's going to, you're going to be able to do more things with it, like set it as a featured video or create a playlist or all kinds of things that could be really beneficial there on your page. Well, that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it. Listen, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go do the makeup and I'm going right, to. Right, right, right. So a couple of, yeah, I, a couple of things with Facebook live that are kind of fun too, is that when people come and view you live, they can start commenting, um, commenting, you know, right there while you're live. That can be a little distracting. So you kind of have to determine, am I going to, you know, comment back? Am I going to talk, you know, or, or am I going to just talk and maybe answer comments later? Um, but so some of the things you want to ha- pay attention to is make sure you've got your microphone is good. Make sure you've got good lighting and then really kind of set an agenda of what you're going to talk about. Maybe you have some bullet points and then how you're going to wrap that video up because I think it is good to still not just ramble on for, you know, 45 minutes. Um, have, have something that keeps people watching what's engaging, you know, with that. And then, you know, set a timer. A lot of times I'm just doing half, I know ahead of time it's a half hour video and then I'm going to wrap up and say, thanks everyone. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right, so you're saying you do them specific. Keep them under 30 minutes, maybe? Well, real, all kinds of times work. So I've seen people do a full hour. They, um, I like, I like 30 minutes. I think that gives people enough time to, you know, see the notifications, get on. And you can, you know, some of the things you can do is send out an email or, or, um, kind of let people know that you're going to be live at a certain time. That way Mm -hmm. they, you know, get on there right away. Um, but you, you could even just have a super short, quick message, you know, five, 10 minutes. It's totally fine. A lot of times I'm doing a super quick tip, you know, just very specific. So it's really as long as it needs to be for the type of, uh, content you're kind of putting out there. Mm-hmm. So there's just a variety of things. So you, so I'm saying, I'm thinking here that if you're going to go live, it might be a good idea to do a post out and to say in an hour, I'm going to do a live in, right. in your feeds and also right. on your other social media to right. drive them over to where you want to be so they right. can find you. Now, you know, I, you know, I'm actually looking as we talk at your at Facebook and I put put your name in there. You have there's multiple things in here that says all results for you. So where where do you want people to be driven to on your Facebook page? Yeah, so um, I just have people go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Andrea Vall. And then there's, you know, on the side, there's all kinds of uh, things that people can check out. I've got my recent live video pinned to the top currently. I know this is airing at a different time, so it may may not still be there. But I've got a a video tab that then shows all the videos. But if people are, you know, if you're wanting people to um, go or to go to your page when you're live, you could, you could just give a link to your page. There is a tool that will allow you to schedule a live video and that's called be live.tv. 
Okay. TV, And you could schedule that video and that way people will know and be able to follow that. So, and that just, and that then has a history to it. Is that correct? Right. You can come back and they can refine it. Yeah, they can come. Yeah, they can come back. Once you've done the live video, it will live forever on your page in the videos area. And you could say, Ah. oh, they can say, oh, I missed it. I I wish I could have seen it. And you say, hey, go check out the replay. It's right here. And you can send them the direct link to that replay of your live video. Now, if something didn't turn out well with it, then you, um, delete you, it. Can, you can delete it. Yes, exactly. And one of the things I like about live video is that there's no editing, <laughs> you know, and that's good and bad, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's good because it's overwhelming to me to think about, oh gosh, now I've got to yeah. edit a video and I've got to work yeah. on it. But I'm like, this is, it is what it is. And it gives you more reach and people love that live kind of casual format a lot of times. You know, I had a, a one day I sat down and I just thought, you know what? I need a video for every page on my website, Andrea. So I did it. It was it was actually a bad hair day for me. <laughs> and, you know, but but I went ahead and I spieled them off. They run anywhere from, you know, 20 seconds up to one was four minutes mm-hmm. and going into it. I actually had someone tell me, she says, you know, I've watched this video 10 times when you're talking about this, this, this and this. So in each section of each each tab, people go through, I introduce them, this is what we're going to cover. This is what's right. on there. This is what you'll find. So you never know. You, yeah. you know, you never know. But great information. Um, I, I've loved this session. I, I think we should be doing this every once in a while because, number one, Facebook changes every time we turn around. Right. Um, and on that. And I think it's, it's, it's one of those necessary things that as much as you hate it, get over it everyone. It's, it's the got factor. Get over it. Mm-hmm. We need it. So with that, find Andrea at Andrea Vall, V-A-H-L, V-A-H-L.com. Follow her um, and take advantage of her wisdom. Thank you for being with us. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each 